Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. Today on Spot On, we're going to be talking about the beginner's guide to meal prep. You know, I, I we came up with this idea because we read a survey. This is, just cracks me up. But according to a Google cooking trend survey, um, they asked young adults, you know, you know, what is their most burning question you have about meal prep? And get ready for this. The number one question was, where do I put my phone so I don't spill on it? Is that hysterical or what? And that leads us to believe that there's a lot of young adults getting in the kitchen and they're lost. And of course, whenever you're lost, you go to your phone to figure out the directions to help you around. So we figured from all of this that there is a need out there to help with uh, getting meals on the table in record time. So let's go to the street and find out what people think about meal prepping. I personally do a little bit of meal prep only for like ingredients or parts of my meal that are kind of more difficult to prepare in the moment. I've never done food prepping personally, but I know that it's a good thing, a good method for people that work out so that they can control their calorie intake. So I think meal prep is a pretty good option because you can prepare your meal for like the future days. Like if you need to go to work or if you need to go to school and you don't have time to prepare for the meals that day, you can just eat what's left over from the previous day. It's going to save you a lot of time. I like to prep overnight oatmeals for class usually just because they're super convenient and healthy. Other than that, I usually don't do a lot of like Prep, food prepping beforehand. I, do, I honestly don't like cooking as well. So. You can control calories and stuff. And it's also great for you. You can always prepare whatever you want to eat and how exactly you want the food to be made. I think that meal prepping is a great idea and I think it's convenient because it's healthier than eating packaged microwavable foods and it helps save time. I think that prepping fresh food will improve your health and your mood a lot. I'm like pretty... Um, comfortable with meal prep but only if it's stuff that I plan to like cook later like the easy to eat I think meal prep is really good because you can control what you eat and it's very convenient especially for um, people who are very busy
Once again, I'm so excited to be here on Spot On talking about this uh, you know, topic that, you know, how do we get healthy, quick meals on the table? Um, and for a lot of us, um, we are kitchen impaired or cooked impaired, and we don't know how to do it. So I uh, brought in a, a, a rock star. In fact, you've all heard of her when you've listened to the first season of, of Spot On, and uh, she was the guru on um, fad diets and keto to paleo, and I have to tell you that it was one of the most popular segments uh, in the first season, so if you haven't listened to it, please go back and do it, because um, my good friend from New York City, Toby Amador, who is here on the phone, is the founder of Tomi Amador Nutrition, and she provides nutrition and food safety consulting services. She has four cookbooks, one of which is going to be one we're going to focus on today called Smart Meal Prep for Beginners, so everybody take notes. Uh, she's got the Greek Yoga Kitchen cookbook. She's got the Five Easy Ingredient Healthy Cookbook, which is a staple in my kitchen. And she has one coming out, which I can't even wait. Uh, it'll be out in uh, 2020. It's the best rotisserie chicken cookbook ever. I mean, rotisserie chicken is always my go-to, so I'm hoping to get some recipes from her. She writes all the time on U.S. News and World Report. She's the Ask the Expert in Today's Dietitian. She's on television. I don't even think she sleeps. So anyway, with that, I want to welcome Toby. How are you? Hi. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. I'm so glad that you are back on Spot On uh, talking about this, you know, uh, this is I get this question all the time. Either they can cook in their you know apartments that they have on campus or, or off campus, most likely. They don't know where to begin and how to heck to um, have um, a healthy meal and how to get it on the table. What that must have been a reason. Why did you write the healthy meal prep cookbook? You know, it's really funny, and I actually I think I introduced it in the healthy meal prep, the first one uh, that I wrote, and basically. So my grandmother, it's funny, you learn everything from your grandmother. So my grandmother, she used to visit, she had five brothers and sisters in Israel, and every mm-hmm. time she'd leave my grandfather, she would leave meals for a month because she would go for a month <laughs> and because he, he only wanted her food. And so she would leave portions of them for an entire month for him so he can always, like, warm it up when she was gone. Oh, it was very funny, but that's where I originally learned it. Like, growing up, my grandma always did it. So she must have prepped a month prior to the month she had to leave. <laughs> she did. She did a few. She was a, she's still alive, actually. She oh, my goodness. She turned 94. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so she's a very, very good cook, and she would do a lot of the meal stuff peppers, just like stuff, meatballs, things that you, just really good for meal prep that you could just spend a day or two doing, and then she would just make single portions for him. That's great. Well, you, you should have told me this in advance. I would have had your grandmother on the on the episode with us. She would have been, been terrific. She would have been terrific. So that's so funny. So you actually grew up seeing this. The cookbook is doing fabulous. So obviously there is a need to help people uh, learn to meal prep to save time 
and money and good and put good nutrition on the table. So what were you hearing? Yeah, so what I was hearing a lot of was that people didn't I mean, we all have, time is a commodity and mm-hmm. none of us have enough time. How many times have you said I wish there were 25 hours in a day, you know? And so just being able to shave off half hour 45 minutes of making dinner, let's say that's for a family, but for yourself you can actually also shave off time if you make some stuff in advance and if you enroll like a roommate to do it together with you, you can actually shave off a little more time there Um, but that's really what it's all about it's about saving time but still being able to exercise and still being able to cook healthy and eat healthy and um, you know we do want to study and you need to fuel yourself self to study properly you when i was in school i remember going to the vending machine getting junk food yeah. and like that put me right to sleep that wasn't very helpful for fueling my brain either right so right so you know you do want to eat right too sure. and you know that that's i love the idea of getting the roommate so we like have a buddy system here to help prep that's a fabulous idea make the prep you know time go in half and then you can plan your meals for the week and i'm sure you're going to tell us how to do that it, it, it's it's funny what you said or, or sad that what you said that time is at a premium because we're so busy, but you know uh, uh, back in the, I did some research on this back in the 1960s, you know we we were okay about investing about 65 minutes in preparing and cleaning up dinner, and now we want we want it you know about 37 minutes is top, and I th- you know that is so interesting and it just supports exactly what you just said. We don't have the time to spend over an hour prepping and getting dinner on the table. We have to do it quick. So um, mm-hmm. you are here to help us do that. I find that people love to watch cooking shows, and they're not only just watching it on television, but they're also watching it at YouTube. But they're, they're, I don't see that translating them to doing more cooking. Do you see that? Not necessarily, and I think they like to watch the, the competitions more than the actual cooking, yes, right. um, which is so funny because it's uh, whenever I go do my nails or something, they always have like, you know, the TV shows showing cooking, the cooking shows on TV, and I'm like, turn it off. I talk about cooking all day. This is not <laughs> relaxing. That's <laughs> it's right. the funniest That's thing. Right. So for you and your family, do you do this? I mean, do you prep on Sundays or prep one day of the week? And you know, well, it's hard. It's hard for me to prep everything. I have three kids, and they have activities, and we're running around. So for me to sit all day on a Sunday, so sometimes I just do it twice twice during the week. But oh. I do plan out my week, so it's very easy. Also, yeah, so I might do like Sunday a few recipes for Monday and Tuesday. Like I love to do chili in my slow cooker. It's the easiest thing. Yes. Um, and literally, you throw in a bunch of ingredients, press on, you know, mix it. And press on for X amount of hours, time it, and you're done. And then you have a meal for several, especially if you're one or two people, you have a meal for several days, two, three days. Um, and then Wednesday, I would do something else for the kids and for myself. Yeah, so. a slow cooker is, is, is have saved me. And I, you know, I don't think that a lot of young adults understand how phenomenal that is. Tell them how the slow cooker works, because a lot of people are not aware of that. I know, because Instant Pot is, like, very popular, but that works a little bit quicker. The slow cooker is actually meant for you to go out of the house for many hours and then just toss in whatever ingredients, let's say, you're going to do. If you're going to do some meat or you're going to do a soup or a chili or a stew, and you throw in the ingredients, and then you can actually um, 
set it on low for more hours, and it cooks while you're out of the house going to classes or whatnot. And then you come home, and you don't have to worry about it, and um, the, the meal is ready. Yeah, it, So it, there's not much to do. No, it is absolutely fabulous, and I think a lot of young adults don't even realize this, but you know, it, 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 this is the one thing you could Google, Amazon, do whatever, and get this because they're very inexpensive, and this will right. save you so much time. And like you said, Toby, when you make chili in a slow cooker, you have chili for days. I mean, you know. You can you, free, yeah, you can freeze half for another. You have so much, you can freeze half for another time. And the slow cooker, I think it ran me like 30 to, I didn't get a fancy one. Right. But I got a large one. It was like 30 bucks. Yeah. And then I had a 20% coupon. Right. Like, right. it really wasn't that expensive. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They are affordable. And you will save not only time, but save money. Because if you can make a mm-hmm. couple meals out of it, we know that that's going to stretch the dollar. I read a, another f- interesting statistic, which kind of leads to, you know, maybe why a lot of young adults don't know how to shop or prepare meals in advance. And that home economics the, the participation of home economics or even the availability of home economics in schools has gone down 40% in the last decade. Oh, my goodness. And it's funny because everyone used to be like, oh, home economics, why do you need to know that? Because I've read that, you know, um, when they actually had the Betty Crocker coming out and whatnot, one of the steps, which is not even uh, homemade stuff, it's, you know, a mix, um, one of the steps was to fold in, like, fold the flour, fold in whatever ingredient was in there. People don't even know what the word fold is. So just little terms and recipes, you know, that's what home economics can help with. That's right. That's right. So you go back to those recipes and you you, you have to be Googling what is fold in and you're going to get a lot of um, uh, uh, answers, including, you know, mailing cards and um, now folding in maybe uh, (laughs) sour cream into your chilies. So tell me, uh, in your um, cookbook, which is your favorite? I hate to say this is like saying of your three children, which is your favorite, but which is your favorite recipe that you have in the healthy meal prep cookbook? I have to say my kids help me also. Mm -hmm. So and 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 they started loving and requesting now recipes from certain books. But a lot of times breakfast is like a big one in my house. Yes. Um, so one of the ones from breakfast that they really like is um, I have fruit salsa and yogurt crepes. Ooh. So crepes are a little tricky to make, but I have a very simple recipe, so you can always make them in advance. And then you can put, if you didn't want to cut up fruit to make a little salsa, you could just cut up regular fruit or just put right. blueberries, you know, something Ooh. small or just dice something in with whatever yogurt you like. Right. So once you make the crepes in advance, you're kind of good to go. Uh, it takes literally two two minutes to put what your favorite yogurt and a fruit in there, and you're good. To, and you can even chop up some nuts if you want, and you're good to go. Oh, that's good because you know, uh, I know with my my children who are young adults also, brunch is like this big thing now. Like everybody's doing brunch, so on the weekend mm-hmm. that would be a really fun, you know, way to have everybody over and have brunch and be serving those crepes. What's your favorite mm-hmm. dinner there? Um, so my favorite dinner, I, I actually do have a chili recipe in here. Okay. Um, I have a white chicken chili um, uh, in the slow cooker, so that's really easy. And then my absolute favorite recommendation, which I did with my kids, and they absolutely loved it. And my son's going to college next year, so hopefully he'll uh, okay. So that's that, that, that's the seal of approval. If we have a college person that loves this, okay. What is it? Mm-hmm. Ed, tell us. So I'll make the white chicken chili and then use leftovers to put in quesadillas. 
Oh. So you put the chili in between, like you literally, you take cooking spray, you put it um, like a, a tortilla on the pan after right. you like put cooking spray and you heat it up, then put a couple spoonfuls of the chili right. with a sprinkle of cheese. Okay. And this one, I have some spinach. You can actually put some spinach in it if you want as well. Right. right. Um, cover it, and then that's it. Like then you just heat it up in the oven, or you could do it in stovetop. Uh, either way, and then you flip it, you know, on each side for I don't know a few minutes to heat it up, and you're done. Good. And can you do that in the microwave, uh, Toby? Um, the only thing is, it might. I like the oven. It gets a little bit. Um, it might be a little softer in the microwave, but you could. Okay, good. Uh, to melt the cheese, right? Probably just watch the seconds on the on the clock. You sure. don't want it too too long, or the the quesadilla might get too soft. Right, right, right. There you go. What? Why is it white chili? Um, because I use chicken in this one, as opposed to beef, which I like to use in chili. And I also have vegetarian chilies too in my books. Okay, I, I mix it all up. Yes. So whatever you like to eat, you know, you can, you know, shake things up during the week. That's good to know because you know uh, a lot of young adults are eating a variety of foods, and you know, Monday they're vegetarian, and then Tuesday they want poultry, and Thursday they want ground beef. So this is good. We have a, uh, <laughs> we have enough recipes that satisfy everyone. So in in your book, when I was looking at it, um, you have something that I think is terrific and I know a lot of people have asked me in the past this is what they want you have a three flexible two-week meal plan for, for ready-to-go healthy meals is it tell mm-hmm. us, tell us so about it that. depends on, so that's in the healthy meal prep cookbook mm-hmm. yeah so I have basically three different um, eating plans depending on how you like to eat so I have something called clean eating but I define it the way as a dietitian for me clean eating is basically eating um it could be fresh canned or frozen vegetables as long as they're basically in their main form without a lot of saturated fat or added sugars mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. um eating whole grains eating uh, dairy low fat or non-fat um, so basically a variety of foods you just don't want something super overly processed Right. Milk I'm okay with, you know, right. we have to process food, you right. know, bread is processed sure. and all that, but that's fine um, as long as you're looking at more whole grains and looking for fiber and, you know, nutrient-rich food. So that's my clean eating. Uh, weight loss, which is just a little, you know, less calories, mm-hmm. and it's tough for me to write for every single um so I think I do a 18 or 1600 calorie diet, mm-hmm. but if you exercise and need a little more, you can always mm-hmm. add to that. Mm-hmm. And then muscle building, where I add just mm. a little bit more protein to that one. Um, so yeah, I have two days, so two um, two meal prep Sundays, basically, or whatever day you meal prep, and then uh, so that lasts for two weeks. See, this is great. This is exactly what people need. They want ideas. That people always say to me, "Just tell me what to eat. Just tell me what to eat, and I'll I go know. buy it and I'll eat it." So this way, in the book. You have, you know, these meals laid out, depending on what your needs are, and they can go shopping and get the ingredients. And then they can use other recipes. Let's say there's an ingredient they don't eat or a type of food they don't eat because it's hard to give a meal plan to someone. And then you're like, okay, I have, you know, X. Oh, no, but I don't eat it. Yeah. Okay. So it's, you know, at least here you can swap in whatever recipe that fits your lifestyle and your eating pattern. Right. That's super. That's super. And I just want to tell everybody that we are going to put uh, a picture of the Healthy Meal Prep Cookbook on the Spot On Facebook page and, and, and a link to it. Do you sell this, Toby, on your website or should they get this through Amazon? Where can they get the book? 
Um, Amazon has all my books because okay. I have two meal prep ones. I have Smart Meal Prep and the Healthy Meal Prep. Okay. And then in my website, it links it to Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Okay, fabulous. And I'll put the website, your website, up there too. You often talk about um, meal prep mistakes, which I thought was very, very clever. So you had about five mistakes that people, you know, commonly make, and then you know they get a little frustrated. So. I'd love to go through these because, you know, I really want to get our listeners to just do more meal prepping because it does save time, it does save money, and it's better for you. You know, we know that when you cook more at home, you tend to have healthier meals and more more vegetables than when going out all the time or takeout. So I want, I want to make sure we get through these common mistakes so that people don't make them so that um, they'll have more success. So the first one you talked about is you don't plan ahead. So tell me about what does that mean so it's really important for meal prepping planning is essential you need to schedule first of all you have to pick your recipes so you need to find time to do that you need to make your shopping list because the worst thing Joan how annoying is it when you come home and then you go to the cabinet you're like oh no I already have three of these right Right. 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 And so you're wasting your own money. Let's say you buy another spice again. Right. Um, right. So you have to, I always go with my, literally a pen and paper. You could do it with your phone too. And I look in my pantry. I literally sit in my kitchen, look in my pantry and then write my list so I don't double buy anything. Right. right. You make, you're making me smile here because you know how many jars of cinnamon I have, ground cinnamon? See? Cinnamon. I mean, I could, I, could, I could take you all the way through the fall with all the cinnamon that I have here. Anyway. <laughs> so. But everybody has that, does that same thing. Right. They, oh, I should have checked right. and do check. I check every single time. And then after that, you have to schedule to buy it. And then, of course, schedule to cook it and divvy it up. Because right. if you don't divide it, you actually might eat too much of a portion one day, leaving yourself with not enough food the next day. So everything really is down to a science in terms of planning. Do you, like, before you eat at that meal, you put it in individual containers so you know we have two meals worth or right away? Yeah, that's my last step. I have actually five steps to meal prepping and smart meal prep, and the last step is make sure you divide everything up. Um, and you could do it how you like. So some people like it all in one box. Some people like it with different, like, compartments in the box. So there's different boxes available and expensive on Amazon that you could stock up on so you're ready to meal prep right. and do whatever you, you know. Do you ever see on the plate how many people don't like their food touching versus other people who like their food touching? It's oh. kind of the same idea. Right. You know, you do it how you like. The second one is you don't take stock of what you already have. You talked a little bit about that. Um, and f- you talk about food waste. You know, you know how much I'm crazy about food waste. Americans waste, you know, 133 billion pounds of food annually. It makes me crazy. So um, talk a little bit about that. So I think you say, you know, part of it's like your cinnamon. And by the way, another stat is about one out of four uh, grocery grocery bags that come home go to food waste. I've read mm. that stat as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you don't know what you already have. Also in terms of expensive items like meats, um, and that's why when I go shopping too, I write exact portions. And you can actually tell your fishmonger to cut the fish, the, you know, the size you want it. Oh. You can tell. Yeah, it's really interesting. You can go to your market and tell, you know, somebody, oh, you know something, please cut this piece of beef to have it. You know, I want one and a quarter pounds. I don't need three pounds. So those are different ways to minimize food waste when you get home and also eat healthy so you don't overeat in terms of calories. 
Um, but like I said, I have a shopping list. And like when I write my cookbooks, I actually prepare about 16 meals in two days. Because wow. I have to, some of mine are very quick turnaround cookbooks, so I have a lot of uh, experience with mass preparation in this sense. Um, and so you really have to sit there um, with every recipe and take like a little notepad and write down everything you need. And if it's a half a pepper, I do a half a pepper plus a half a pepper, I add it up. So at the end, I know I only need one pepper, right. so I don't buy like two or three right. and have food waste. So, you know, I'm very diligent with something like that. So in, in, in essence, you should probably shop your refrigerator or, and your cabinets before you go food shopping so you don't overbuy. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes you can even substitute. Let's say you have some extra broccoli coming, you know, in your house and a recipe calls for cauliflower, for example. Mm-hmm. You can always substitute usually. It depends on what it is, like for a stir fry. You can always substitute it if it makes sense. And so that way you're shopping your refrigerator and you are making some substitutions to help, you know, your cost too. keep it down and minimize that food waste. You know, that's very important because people think a recipe is you have to stick to it. You know, it's it's like you can't deviate from it. But just think about somebody made up this recipe. And if the person really liked cauliflower over broccoli, that person who made up the recipe used cauliflower. But if you like broccoli, put broccoli in. But people often think, oh, my goodness, I can't, you know. Uh, deviate from it, but really you can. Exactly. You absolutely can. And I actually have Toby's tips on my recipes. And a lot of the Toby's tips, sometimes it's a cooking tip, how to store your herbs, because a lot of people don't know how to store certain herbs or fruit and vegetable. Mm. And sometimes it's like substitutions. Uh, If you don't like brown rice or quinoa or, you know, and it's okay not to like, you know, certain foods, but then substitute another healthy food in its place. And that's okay. Right, right. Pasta, whatever you want. Super. The third one is you over prep. So that's interesting. So, how, you know, we think, gee, I would think you can't over prep, but, but you tell me. Yeah, you can actually over prep. Um, some of the meals you might prep don't go in the freezer. Something with mm. lettuce, like a salad, oh. might last you one or two, yeah, a few days. But if you're like super over prepping, sometimes you look on Instagram and you realize you see these photos of someone who did like 15 meals. By the way, it's very very tough to do 15 meals in one day because mm. I do it. Ta- I could do about eight mm. or nine, and that's me doing this for many years. But that's a lot. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that much. It's funny people don't realize how like. They don't eat as much as they think. We eat with our eyes, I think, mm-hmm. is the saying goes. Right, right. Um, but especially meals that don't freeze, you want to be careful how much you prep because sometimes those fresh fruit and vegetables can spoil. So sometimes it's better to prep twice that week if you want something like a fresh salad every single day because right. it doesn't always hold up so well in the right. fridge. You know, it's interesting you said that, Toby, because I'm a little late in the game here, but you're going to be proud as a peacock about me because I got like a mini watermelon and what I used to do was, you know, you know, ch- chop it all up and put it in, you know, Tupperware and, and, you know, get it ready for the week. But what I noticed by, by the end of the week, the watermelon's getting a little on the mushy side. So mm-hmm. now what I do, okay, is I only cut half of it and cube it up in it. And then I wait the other, on Wednesday, I cut up the other half. I leave it in the refrigerator. But this way, I don't cut it all up at once and it stays fresher. 
Yep, because when you cut it into small pieces, it, it oxidizes, so some of the nutrients also are, are um, actually diminished in that way, too. So you're actually maintaining the nutrients by keeping half the melon whole. I do the same, actually. Oh, gosh, two peas in a pod. I'm so excited. Yes, we are. Good, good. I do one thing you do. I'm so excited. All right, you have another one. Number four <laughs> is you do divide. Well, you talked about this. You divide meals later, so you don't want to do that. You want to do it right away and get them in the container so that this way otherwise you're going to overeat maybe one meal and not have it for another so you want to do that in advance right yeah because it helps of course with the portion control and also it prevents the last minute scrambling to divide your meals right. again if you take too much during one and then you're going to end up scrambling oh no i don't have enough to eat and i don't have enough time to prep something else so you don't want to get you know left in that pickle right the last one you have you don't have fun with it so do what do you mean by that? Do people get like overwhelmed because they feel like they got to spend all day Sunday meal prepping? Yeah, you know something? Some people think they have to prep every single meal for every single day. And in my second book, the Smart Meal Prep book, I actually give different meal plans in that one, starting with only three different recipes. Mm. So you don't have to do 15 recipes or eight recipes or even five. If you're comfortable by just doing three and meal prepping just lunches for that week right that's okay if you know you're going to eat on campus whatever right. meal it is right then you don't have to worry about it just plan in advance when you're going to be eating where right and you know if you're going to be eating on campus then have an idea of what you're going to be eating and you know so it's a little bit healthier choice let's right. say you know you're going to be eating chicken that day so you know you're not going to be cooking chicken at home for that night too right 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 i when we started this segment when you were saying you get get your roommate to do it with you I think that's brilliant. It's almost like having a meal prep party. You know, get everybody over and start prepping, and you can hang out with your friends and prep on a Sunday or whatever you want to do, and they can take the meals home with them, and you're hanging out with your friends. It's like a night out but a night in, and you're meal prepping. So I think that's a great idea. Yep, if you have, like, even one or two roommates, you can meal prep numerous meals and try to get, like, a lasagna because that one has a lot of servings to right. it. Or a meatballs or a stew or chili right. or soup. Yeah, and then, you know, one person can prep one recipe, another the other. Or someone could be the sous chef and do the chopping or right. whatever it is. Right. And you can enjoy it, you know together right and then you don't you can study later on without worrying about dinner right and you want to put netflix on you can you could be binge watching and shop and chopping at the same time in the kitchen or if somebody hates cooking, then you send them to the supermarket to do the food shopping. Great You know, you divvy, up, you divvy up everybody's task. <laughs> and, 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 or if they don't like cooking, they clean up. How about there that? You go. There you go. There you go. There they you can go. shop and clean. There you go. <laughs> so what are your top essential foods that you should stock in your kitchen? You know, if you had five to say, these are five things that I use, I go to all the time and make sure you have them stocked in your cabinet to help you in your meal prep. Um, I have more than five and that's hard. Um, but I like, like in my pantry, I always keep an olive oil Mm-hmm. Um, just for cooking. Um, in terms of ingredients, I love canned foods because they don't spoil, and sometimes when I need or frozen. So I love my frozen vegetables. Mm-hmm. Of course, with the, vegetables, the only ingredient in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love my canned beans and canned tomatoes. Those are just some go-to ingredients. Um, I always have quinoa in my pantry, um, or a canned, or it could be a bagged. Um, tuna salad. I mean, these are just really simple ingredients to have that you can make different things with. Um, 
I'm trying to think what else. Nuts is a definite snack for me, so I'll make like a homemade trail mix, and then I'll, I'll bag them up to individual portions, so then when I'm running out the door, I can take one. Oh. Uh, as opposed to, yeah, because nuts have, nuts certainly are healthy, but they also have calories right. in them, so right. you can end up taking three, four handfuls, and right. that could be a couple hundred calories. You don't need so much. Right. So you can, you know, put them in little snack baggies and divvy them up in advance, or little containers, whatever you like to do, and then you can, you know, when you're running out the door, study you could just grab one and know, you know, where you're supposed to finish. So if you are, if they want to get kick-started with this, maybe this weekend, you know, and say, do you make a, a draft a friend and come on and let's meal prep, how many how many recipes should you prep, like maybe the first time? I don't want to overwhelm everybody. Right. If you don't, are you, if you're not a cook, then mm-hmm. start, I would start with maybe three or four recipes yeah. and simple ones. Make sure they don't have a ton of ingredients. Right. Read through. People make the mistake and they don't read through the recipe. Oh. To, yeah, so read through it in advance to understand what you're doing. Right. Um, and then make sure every, you understand what it's saying. If something is too complex or you're not sure about it, then skip it. Leave right. it for when you're you know, a better cook or you're right. being more experienced. Start right. simple, simple, simple. And, you know, Toby, you don't have to every week have new recipes, for goodness gracious sake. You know, like find 15 recipes that you like or your roommate likes and just keep making them over and over again, right? Absolutely. What I would suggest is let's say start with three. If it's a recipe you've cooked 100 times, good, add it. And then, you know, check off the recipes you love Mm -hmm. or mark the pages or whatnot. And the ones you hate, actually write no. Just write, I don't like this one. I tried it. So you don't go back to it. And don't make that one again. That's fine. Right, right, right. Super, super. So you don't need a a, a whole ton. You just need a few of Toby Amador's fabulous recipes from her cookbooks. I think where I'm motivated this Sunday, I'm going to do some batch cooking up myself. All right, Tommy Amador from New York City, our guru here. We'll have her picture of her and her links to all her book and her website on the Spot On Facebook page. And Toby, thanks again for being on Spot On. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Spot On. Please subscribe to Spot On on your favorite podcast app for new episodes every week. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Blake, And also like our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes. And oh, by the way, could you ask five of your friends or family members to download Spot On and subscribe to it? Do I ask a lot from you?